0: No thanks, I got it. I'm totally fine. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kid's pastor share their messy attempt at raising a Christ-centered family. We may not know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Hello and welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. I am Kathleen and I am here with my husband.
1: <laughs> and I'm Joel.
0: You, okay, you have to like listen to the lead in and then you you say it as if... I
1: did listen to the lead in. It changed three times.
0: Okay. Um, today we are going to talk about something I am absolutely horrendous at and that is accepting help from others. Not focusing on accepting help from God... Um, cause that could be its own episode maybe, but or this is like help
1: with your intros.
0: No, I, I don't let you help because you just <laughs> messed them up. But before we get to that, it, we should talk about our family check-in.
1: Our family check-in is when we check in with our families. You should check in with your families. We'll check in with our family. And as part of our check-in quick announcement, this is going to be our last episode for the year. We're going to take a bit of an extended break. Not that extended. It's like a month. Sorry, we're going to take a short break through the various holidays because we celebrate them all multiple times and we just we don't have it in us. So hopefully you can Gosh, go back. Gosh, it sounds back.
0: so negative. We want Sorry. to give you a
1: break from us. Yeah, cuz the holidays are coming up and you're busy. Yeah, and You don't need us in your feed.
0: Yeah, go back yeah. and listen to old episodes.
1: Yeah, listen to them twice. Listen well, to this one again.
0: 13 times.
1: Yeah, donate to the Patreon. There is no Patreon. <laughs> There's no Patreon. Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm okay. We um I've just had a really I keep thinking, like, if I just work hard enough and I get ahead, then I'll be able to relax for a couple days. But it just keeps happening where, like, just more stuff keeps coming. And this week was like your birthday. I had a lot. Happy
1: birthday to me.
0: Dane has all minimum days. Um, So I had to figure out five days this week how to have somebody pick them up from school, um, which has been fun. Um, Dane has a performance on Friday. Levi has a, they both have on Friday, um, which means I can't work for one of the days, though. It's just it's just a lot of unusual things that come with the holiday on its way. And it's not even the week of the holiday yet. Um, I'm making macaroni and cheese for Friendsgiving. I'm putting grapes and pineapples on toothpicks for Dane's feast. I have to go out and buy rolls for Levi because I totally phoned that one in and picked rolls as the thing that we're bringing. Nice. Um, but regardless, it's all just a bunch of extra fiddly stuff. And so, and then somebody, up. I'm sorry, somebody wouldn't let me make them a box cake for their birthday, so that I had to make a cake from happened. scratch.
1: You asked what I wanted. I told you what I wanted.
0: And then I said, "What box cake do you want?" And you said, "Well, you asked what I wanted."
1: And then I told you a box cake I wanted.
0: No, you didn't. Which one did you want? Because remind me, because you didn't actually say it. How I'm doing. Yeah, how are you? How was your birthday? Great. My wife planned a wonderful (laughs) thing.
1: Passive aggressive, but great. (laughs) It was great. Other than the boys are getting over colds, and I'm getting over a cold. And you're pretending not to be getting over I a cold? I don't have a cold. You always insist you're not sick. And then you're like, I don't know why I'm tired. Okay.
0: I don't cough. And I, have I haven't been blowing my nose. I haven't had to have a cough drop. <laughs> I, I'm i tired. So we're I doing an episode
1: on not being able to ask for help and admit <laughs> when you need help. Anyways, the, other than that, it's great. It just means the boys are a little more cuddly at night and they're a little more in our face literally and figuratively. Levi asked night.
0: me like 15 times if I would just sleep on their couch tonight. I just want you to stay here the whole night. And they have like a tiny little couch that we do their reading on, like, like not even the size of a love seat. And I'm like, oh, that is not going to happen, kiddo. Um, it's a futon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're doing great that. though. But let's talk about when well. we're not doing so great. Yeah. So today we were talking about accepting help and the reason this actually was not the plan to do, we're going to do gratefulness because it's like Thanksgiving time, but it turns out um, this one keeps slapping me over the head as like something that needs to be addressed and something that I needed to work out and talk about. And I just wanted to give an example. This is something that came up after I wrote the outline for this episode. Um, I'm Dane's art docent and um, I share the role with another mom. And so we go back and forth where one person is in charge of...
1: It should be noted an art docent is a person who shows up and does craft projects with the kids at school.
0: That's not true. You show them fine art and explain it to them. And then you do a project with them afterwards. I I
1: didn't know what a docent was until you were a docent. So I was just explaining for the people at home. Well, I don't think
0: you know what it was after. Um, But point (laughs) being, (laughs) um, there's another mom and she comes on the days that I lead to support me. And the kids didn't get through the project, so it looked like I was going to have to, like, finish the project for each one of the, like, 26 kids. And she's like, oh, do you want me to take half of them home? I'll cut them and mount them. And I was like, no, it's, it's okay. Why, Joel? Why did I say that? Because you're crazy. She's a perfectly nice lady that meant it, genuinely the offer to take half of them home and finish them. It was also her job. I can't say yes to that question. That's a real problem. And it is a real problem that comes up over and over and over and over again in my life. Another example, another reason we're doing this episode today is um, we are potty training our three-year-old. And um, I pay $50 a month for him to go un trained to preschool. And part of the preschool is that they support you in their potty training. And my best friend is one of the directors at the preschool. And I brought him the first day to preschool in his underwear and brought two extra pairs of pants and explained to them where he was and what was going on and left them with the burden of dealing with him for the next four hours while he potentially peed his pants, which by the way, he did not. Um, I got back in the car and cried. And I was like, what is so upsetting about this? And it is the idea that I am passing off that burden on another person when I feel like it's my responsibility to have to clean up his pee. I mean,
1: I feel bad sending our kids to school every day because we're <laughs> not, passing them. Not Dane. Dane's a joy. Uh, whenever, Levi's a little
0: extra work for anybody whenever, who has Whenever I
1: see him. the preschool director before school, I always apologize. <laughs> He's a very good boy. He's,
0: we love him very much. Let's put it that way.
1: We do love him. It's hard to ask for help. You're a bit pathological about it.
0: I, I think this, getting ready for this episode has made me examine what is wrong and why I am so nuts about it and i've kind of come to the conclusion that we um both went to law school and incurred an incredible amount of debt then i quit my law job which would have like made me a responsible citizen paying off that debt in in order to do ministry and to have my kids um when they were babies almost you know, pretty much full time um not quite as like 7 hours a week that they had childcare and um part time now that they are in preschool and kindergarten, um, that's a totally irresponsible financial decision. And I feel like I should have to bear the weight of that. That when I ask somebody to help me watch the kids, which is the only thing that I really need because I work and um, have the kids and it's impossible to do both at the same time, that I am saying, I made this irresponsible decision, but I want you to pay for it.
1: This is not the topic today, but I do want to say out loud, I think everyone listening will disagree with you and say that the fact that you abandoned a more lucrative and more quote-unquote prestigious career to dedicate your life to teaching their children about Jesus, <laughs> that maybe it's okay to share the burden. But, and I, I had the opposite, uh, I think, experience with that because I also I don't like to ask for help. It's not something... Like I like to be the guy who helps. I don't like to be the guy who needs help. You are the guy that helps. But because we were put in a position after law school where no matter how hard I worked, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, the jobs just weren't there. Yeah. Um, We graduated into a market that was less than 50% employment rate coming out of law school. And so we felt lucky that one of us had a job and it, Forced us to ask for help from your family, particularly, but also from my family for a lot of things. And it just kind of broke me to where I was like, oh, people will help you and it's okay. And we'll get to all the reasons why it's okay. But I think it's interesting that we both came out of that situation kind of going in opposite directions.
0: Yeah, I I just feel like the help that I get is just don't know how to describe it but it feels like if i'm gonna make this risk and even if it's a risk for god but if i'm going to to do this thing that on paper doesn't make sense that i'm the one that should should make it up with my energy and effort
1: on the subject of god though i think god would say you should ask for help
0: yeah asking for help is clearly biblical um and for me, it's like a spiritual discipline because it is hard asking yeah, for it the other and way accepting. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's true. Um, yeah, I think
1: you're right. I think it's easier sometimes to help than to be the one getting help.
0: Yes. Um, needing help was always part of the design. We need God and we were designed to be reliant on God and others. Um, God gave Adam a helper in Eve. God gave us a helper in the Holy Spirit. God gave the church helpers in each other to encourage each other. If you look at that Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, um, to hold each other accountable. We are commanded to love each other the way Christ loved us. In other words, we're supposed to lay down our lives for each other. And when we don't ask for and don't take help, we're essentially denying the body of Christ the opportunity to do their job or to do what they are called to do and to let God work through it.
1: Well, and also, I mean, on a very practical level, you're hurting their friend. Like like you're literally hurting their friend because you're not willing to put yourself out there and be a little vulnerable and ask for help. And people like to help because not just because it's a good thing to do, they're right? Reaching out in Christ, they're making the body grow closer and fulfilling themselves spiritually and helping you be fulfilled spiritually, but also they're helping their friend. Which like. just
0: feels right and yeah.
1: good.
0: Um, one of the things we talked about in our, we did the small group curriculum, We Are Church by Francis Chan, and it was a lot about the early church and um, the way they cared for each other. And we talked about like, mm. well, how can we be more like the early church? We all talked about wanting to have Um, friendships and um, relationships with our church where, um, you know, somebody would drop what they're doing in the middle of the night to go help the other friend. And and the interesting thing is that nobody said, oh, I wouldn't be willing to do that for somebody. We're all like, yeah, we would do it. But we almost across the board said, we wouldn't ask that of each other. And
1: yeah, I mean, it we just finished the Great Motorcycle Saga of 2019, <laughs> and it occurs to me as we're talking about this, like, I felt guilty that the person who came to help me, like, it it didn't go perfectly. Like, I knew he was taking time out of his day yeah. to help me, and I was okay with that, but then when things didn't work out- Which wasn't, we, yeah,
0: like, wasn't your fault on that end. Yeah,
1: but I just felt like garbage, because I was like, oh, I wasted their time. Yeah. And he reacted like, oh, okay, well, hey, this didn't work. Let's try plan B. Let's do this. Because of course he did.
0: Or there's like this weird fear of um, incurring the wrath of the other person, which I guess is technically there. But when you're like living in the body of Christ and you are giving and taking of help, like you're, you're going to realize that people's hearts are bigger and that God is working them in ways that you are not privy to mm-hmm. and to assume that God will not work through them and that they are going to start tallying points against you. Um, that's just ridiculous. Like it doesn't, it doesn't grow the kingdom to be self-sufficient and it's just not biblical and it doesn't, it doesn't match it's, our it's design.
1: Yeah. It's not true. You're not self-sufficient. No one is. And so to pretend like you are doesn't just hurt you. It hurts the whole body. Because then you don't have those relationships where people can reach out to you in the middle of the night.
0: The second major area what was the idea that I can handle it on my own. It's just not biblical. It doesn't jive with what the Bible actually says. So if you look to Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise men boast in his wisdom, not let the mighty men boast in his might, not let the rich men boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. That honestly couldn't be any clearer. Like, don't be all wrapped up in what you can do, wrapped up in the yeah. fact that you understand that you cannot do it. Um, And the idea that we're putting on this front, like, I'm super mom. I. Do this with my kids. I um we do flashcards and we go here and they're in this and I'm holding it together fine. It's like, no, no, no. The reality is that once a week I bury my face in pillows and like cry so hard because I am so tired of holding it all together. And I could do less or I could ask for people. To, to join in that burden, somebody besides you. Yeah. Um, but I don't because I want to boast in what I can do and how tough I can be and, and what I can accomplish.
1: Yeah. And it just, it tears away at the whole community because then everybody looks at you and says, well, Kathleen's doing it. Why can't I do it? I guess I have to do it. And then you look at all them pretending to do it and you go, oh, they're doing it. Why can't I do it? And then we all have imposter <laughs> syndrome and then, right
0: yeah I hate to bag on social media, um, and I don't because <laughs> no, because the thing is like I, hate I don't to bag on
1: social media, but no
0: i I try to be it's hard because I try to be pretty real on social media um in my words, but not in my images because the reality is I want my images to be pretty, um but most of the time, if I've had a really bad day, I will share that as well when I am like on the and honestly, it's like that is. Social media has been one of the ways I have asked for help um, indirectly. Like the other day I made a a comment about how um, one of my teeth is turning black and that I don't have time to go to the doctor, which was sorry, the dentist, um, which was true. And like one of the moms from our kindergarten was like, I will watch your kids so they can fix your black tooth. (laughs) Like I was like, I realized like it is a cry for help, but I cannot go up to a person and be like. Hey, will you please watch my kids yeah. for three hours while I drive to the dentist, get a lot of dental work done and drive back? I can't do that, but social media has impersonalized it enough where I have actually made that's how that's how I asked cassette yeah. to watch our kids, and now she, and she's watched our kids for four years or five years or whatever it was, um, for three hours a week. Um, so' I'm, gonna, I'm not backing on social media. I'm saying that my in my use weakness Look I was able media to use it.
1: For the people who need help and reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out.
0: Yeah, and I think you've you've done that to people that you have observed on social media are struggling. You just slide into their DMs. Is that an inappropriate use of slide into your DMs?
1: It feels like it should be. <laughs>
0: um, but you can see when somebody's really struggling, and you can support them in when when they're expressing that that way.
1: And if you need help express it, don't be don't be a martyr. Nobody will, like, you You don't get points for being a martyr. Go listen to the Mommy Martyr episode. Mm -hmm. Don't don't do that to yourself, and don't do that to your family or friends.
0: And not only is this, I can't do it on my own, not biblical, but the idea that God is going to make sure that it's real clear that you can't do it on your own. Um, One of the stories is Paul, um, who's very smart and very... Um, gifted in some ways, um, and what God did to like rein him in. Um, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And this is one of those things where I think that I could put up a front and um, be very self-sufficient in a lot of ways except for maybe i am just tired from from trying to juggle too many balls
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> no
0: but this is something that's like pre-existing being a mom pre-existing being an adult um i felt like i've been more tired than other people like i never have a moment where I don't feel exhausted um and that there's nothing but caffeine and hope that will get me out of it and i just sometimes feel like this is God's way of being like. This is not about you, and you are not doing this. And you are doing everything you're doing under my power and for my glory. And there's just this danger in the idea that handling it on your own um, means that you're you're better than others or you are more worthy. Um, and that's just that's just how God works.
1: Speaking of things that are not the way God works, huh? Uh, Good transition. Uh, yes,
0: uh, love is not trans, transactional. Um, is literally the gospel of Jesus Christ that you cannot earn the affection or care of God through your merit. Um, real love, by the terms of the gospel, is unearned and freely given. The gospel and grace are all about defining love as something that transcends transaction. We know that we had to have justice for our sins; that uh, that death had to occur and. Jesus is like, no, 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 I'm not going to sit here and play this. You did this. This is your punishment. Like, that's not how love lurks. I'm going to take it all on me. I'm going to pay it all for you. And no, you didn't earn it. And yes, you're going to continue to mess up, but you have my grace. And and so internalize that and go live your life accordingly.
1: And we shouldn't count points against each other. And we should remember, people aren't counting points against you that when you help other people and we have this conversation a lot (laughs) because especially with like our, your family or my family, you'll say, Oh, but maybe they can watch the kids. You'll say, no, 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 no. I don't want to put that burden on them. And it's like, well, when we watch our niece and nephew, do you ever feel burden? No, no, it's a joy. We like to have them here.
0: It's like they're babysitting our kids (laughs) while they're here.
1: (laughs) We have some new friends who are newish in town. And so they don't, have a big network, and they got in a bind and needed someone to watch their kids. And they asked us, and they kind of approached us kind of sideways, like you could see it in their eyes. It, yeah, of course.
0: Like, Yeah, we we'll watch it, like they can come over and well, play. It's just a play yeah, date. Like,
1: well, of course. Like, oh, you have a meeting that you have to go to and you have no one else? Yeah, of course. you didn't even have to say you had no one else. You just had to say, hey, can you take my kids for an hour? Yes.
0: And I, and I don't yet, need the rest of the sentence. This is like the crazy thing. Like somebody that I know, when it goes in reverse, I had somebody that was like, hey, your, my kids want to see your kids. Can they come over and play at our house? And you can either stay, or if you would like to go get some work done, you can go get some work done. And I really, really needed to get work done. And I still, despite the offer, felt guilty about going to do the work done. By the way, the work is ministry to her kid. And <laughs> she has she's involved in the ministry and absolutely like, is a supporter and somebody who loves, like, and I still feel guilty even though she is the one that made the affirmative offer to watch our kids. To
1: be fair, I think we still owe her $3 for the half gallon of milk our kids drink while they were there. <laughs> uh,
0: that is, the burden of having the Demand kids at your house is they will drink all your milk. So just prepare. And like, I'm happy to be charged for the gallon of milk that they drink because...
1: <laughs> well, you know what? We'll just bring our own next time. Yeah, we'll time. just
0: like, yeah. No, that, it's just, I am so... I do not count helping others against them, but I have such an intense fear and guilt about them doing the same to me. And that is a terrible way to think about people who I love and respect. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why I can't let go of that. The overall takeaway message of asking for help is that life is so hard. And God said it was going to be, when sin came into the world, he's like, it's going to be hard from here on out.
1: In his defense, he did give us a heads up that, okay, I tried to do it the easy way, but then you guys wanted to do it the hard way.
0: So if we are going to be part of bringing a kingdom in that world, we have to buy into this idea of servanthood. And of course, that means we need to live out um, a selfless life of serving others. But it also means that buying into the kingdom vision uh, means being willing to accept help and allow God to work through those that are helping us and those people who are in the position to share our burdens.
1: You know it's not a burden. Favorite part of the episode.
0: So that came up. So this morning, well actually almost every morning um, when I'm doing my Bible study, one of our kids always wakes up. Like almost never both of them are awake, but one of them Alternating.
1: Yeah, it's not always the same one, which is weird. Yeah,
0: it's so annoying. Anyway, the little one leaves me alone. But Dane was awake today and he like came over while I was like right in between. I write out this like little piece of scripture and then I write a prayer. And he came right in between and I was like, hi. Um, But I also hadn't really come up with what I was going to pray for. And Dane's teacher um, was being, uh, she's going to have a baby and and, uh, mom was going to be induced today. And, um, I was like, well, why don't you help me write a prayer for baby Jameson? And so we sat there and, um, wrote out the prayer and, um, he helped me come up with ideas, like, you know, like clever ones, like God help him not to be scared on Halloween and make sure he's provided with lots of toys (laughs) and, um, like prayers that only a five-year-old could write, but like sitting there and like thinking about the fact of this new life coming into the world, um, when I was feeling very disrupted and, um, you know, it's like you ask the Holy Spirit, okay, well, what do you want me to pray for today? And sometimes he plops a five-year-old kid um, onto the corner of your desk so that he can deliver the message. Pray us out, demand.
1: Dear Lord, please be there for us when we need help. Be there for us when we need to be helping others. And especially be there for us when we need to remember to ask for help from you and from your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christinthechaospod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.